irreverent, entertaining, cool. You are listening to LA Talk Radio. We say what we want. Listening to You're Not the Person I Hired with Brad Remillard, only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, appreciate you being here today. Uh, my name is Brad Remillard, and I am one of the partners with an executive recruiting firm by the name of Impact Hiring Solutions. We are a retained based search firm. And we work uh, primarily at the vice president and uh, CEO level. However, this show is about one thing, and it's primarily about and only about hiring. And we talk about hiring from both the hiring manager side. What do they need to do to hire top talent? And also from the candidate's perspective, what do candidates have to do to get a job, especially in this market today. And that's all this show is about. We kind of flip-flop back and forth. One week we talk about hiring managers. One week we may talk about candidates. Today, though, we're going to talk about one of the aspects of what I believe is why most candidates take too long to find a job, why they burn out, and why they get so frustrated. Last week we spoke a lot about how important it is to be focused on your networking. We talked about how you have to get a specific company that you want to target, specific names you want to target, and that the old days of this big shotgun approach of just, well, I'm looking for a company in the 60 to $100 million range where I can make an impact and grow the company doesn't work. Nobody knows who that company is, and nobody knows can help you on that. And so we talked about that. Today we're going to focus on how do you get people to help you. Think about this for a minute. What if you had the opportunity to have 100, 150 people in your community marketing you, selling you? What value would that bring to you? And how much quicker would you get job leads? Would you get the connections you want to meet? Get in touch with the people you want to meet? That's what today's show is all about. One of the things that I have find, that I find on a regular basis, and I talk to between 50 and 60 candidates a week, between a combination of phone and and, uh, face-to-face. One of the issues I will always bring up is talk to me about how you're going about conducting your search. How are you getting job leads? What are you doing? to develop an effective network. Invariably, the comments, you can wheel them down. At the end of the day, although they go through a lot of gyrations, they talk a lot, they spin it a lot, basically what it boils down to is they're conducting a lot of activity. Oh, they're going to a lot of networking meetings. Oh, they're burning themselves out. They're spending that 20, 30 bucks every single networking meeting. They've drank more coffee at Starbucks than they ever thought they would. In fact, if it wasn't for them, Starbucks stock would be down right now another point or two. But thank God for the networking people that go to Starbucks. The fact is all they're doing is having a bunch of meetings. Meetings, meetings, and more meetings. And I asked them, so if you were working, would you have this many meetings? Oh, I don't have time for that. Uh, No, I wouldn't have time for that. Okay. What's the purpose of the meeting? Let's look at your last five meetings, six meetings. What was the purpose which of those meetings? What was your goal when you went into those meetings? Why did you meet with that person? And what was the reason that you were going to get something from that person? Again, a lot of vague answers, no reasons, just a lot of, well, I, I need to meet somebody. Maybe they'll have something. I want to get my name in front of them. I want to get to my paperwork. I want a chance to interface. And then fam- my favorite one of all, I just wanted to try and help them. Oh. That's good. I'll bet they really, when you called them, you said, hey, I'd like to meet with you to see how I can help you. Nothing to do about me. Come on. Let's be honest. Helping is important. And I don't deny everybody wants to help other people, especially in this economy. But that wasn't the purpose. The goal was you want something out of them. And if we don't set that up ahead of time, it just becomes another meeting and activity. 
And unfortunately, what most candidates actually do is they assume that once they meet this person, once they give them the resume, once they hand them this business card with their name, their phone number, their email, and maybe a little, you know, I'm a salesperson, a CEO that develops profitability, a uh, salesperson who's generated sales. They give them that business card. They think that that person is going to remember them one month, two months, six months down the road. And when that job lead comes across their desk, when that recruiter calls them, that lead is going to say, oh, you know, I spoke to so-and-so six months ago. Let me give you their contact information and see if they're available. That doesn't happen. I can tell you from my own experience of having talked to hundreds of people, thousands of people, I continue to be surprised, maybe even amazed, at how often I'll talk to it, I'll be interviewing a candidate on Wednesday. And in that conversation, a name will, uh, will come up. Somebody they've networked with, somebody they've contacted, somebody they've been involved with. And I will say to them, the, the candidate, Do you know, that's strange. Here it is Wednesday. You know, I talked to that person just four days ago, last Friday. Told them what I was looking for. Asked them if they knew of anybody. And they didn't give me your name. They said, I can't think of anybody right now, or let me think about it and get back to you. That's just four days later. They don't remember you. And this candidate is going to remember them five days, six days, a month, two months down the road. It doesn't happen. The only way it's going to happen is if you build a relationship with that person. You develop a, such a relationship that that person will know you remember you, and get back in touch with you. And that's what our conversation is going to be about today. We are going to talk about how do you take a contact, somebody you just simply met at a networking meeting, maybe you even had coffee with them once, but when they get back to their office, they forget about you. We're going to talk about today, how do you take that contact, turn it into a connection, and then turn it into a relationship. So that once you have that connection and relationship, then I can tell you as a recruiter, that person remembers you. They know you so well that they will tell me, you should talk to so-and-so. I've met with this person. You should definitely talk to this person. They'll remember you. Until you move from a contact to a connection to relationship, that's not going to happen. And so today, we're going to talk with a person I've known for, I don't know, five, six, maybe seven years, Dave Elliott. Dave is a master relationship developer. And in fact, Dave even teaches classes on relationship building and how to take a network and move it to the relationship level so you get whatever you want out of that relationship. Maybe it's business. Maybe it's a customer. Maybe it's a job referral. Maybe it's a relationship with another person. But Dave has been doing this for years in his job. And so I want to bring on the phone Dave Elliott. Uh, Dave, are you there? I am here, Bradley. Great. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, well, thanks for having me on. Talk- you betcha. We're going to talk about that today. We'll take calls. By the way, you're welcome to call in. In fact, we encourage you to call in. Uh, there's one. Let me give you the phone number that you can join both both Dave and I. You can call us today at any time at 818-602-4929. 818-602-4929. There's one catch. As you know, there's always a catch in life. You cannot call us from a blocked call. Your call number has to be visible. So if you use caller uh, blocking or ID blocking, you have to dial star 82 and then come through. Or you can communicate with us today via email if you're sitting at Starbucks with that coffee, waiting for that person to show up and you can't get to your phone. Send us an email. Send it to us at brad at impacthiringsolutions.com. Brad at impacthiringsolutions.com. 
www.ebaysolutions.com. We'll take your questions on the phone number, 818-602-4929. Or if your emails come in, I'll read them off, and Dave and I will uh, talk with those. So, Dave, again, welcome. I want to get that information out there. Why don't you tell the caller just a little bit about how you've been developing relationships at Vanguard University, a little bit about yourself, and uh, so they get a feel for how you've used relationships. Great. Well, thanks, Brad, for again for having me on. Um, just a little background. I've been here at uh, at Vanguard University here in Costa Mesa for the last 15 years, and uh, my primary role has been at least the last eight years of connecting uh, our university um, to the business community. So it's allowed me to go out and just build relationships, connect with people, uh, and through that connection, build some depth and relationship and relate it back uh, to the university in some, uh, in some capacity. Um, I came here in 1994 and started a program of which we had to make a decision. Well, we didn't have much money to market the program, so what's the best way to go out and do it? Well, we found it was what we called grassroots marketing, which was simply go out, invest uh, time and energy into the community around us, build a brand, uh, begin building relationships with organizations and key people, and that served uh, for us uh, the first seven or eight years that I was here uh, as a recruiting grounds for uh, adult students into the program that I was in charge of. Uh, and then in 2000, I came over to work with uh, the advancement office here at the university and, and really expanding what uh, we did in that actual school for uh, professional studies in, for the whole university. So as I said, my role the last uh, eight plus years has been out there uh, building relationships and making connections on behalf of the university with our business community and community organizations as well. So it's given me a, a great opportunity to, uh, to do that. You know, so it, uh, in, unlike probably uh, in a lot of businesses and things, you have a business development person that's out there doing that. I would probably say that I, I operate in that role at the university level as kind of a business development slash public relations uh, person out there. Well, that's interesting because uh, you're doing it to, unless, I mean, let's at the end of the day, you're really doing it to raise funds, help raise funds for the university, bring that awareness. To the uh, to the community, but also obviously in a fundraiser capacity, I assume. Well, it, it, to some extent, you know, I, you know, the university would look at me as the friend raiser, the face of the university that out establishes the relationships, and you never know where those relationships may go. Certainly, fundraising is a part of it, but sometimes it's. Uh, a partnership with uh, with a company or something, or sometimes it's providing uh, mentorship programs or connections or uh, internships for uh, students from the university, or even recruiting, recruiting uh, uh, students from the contacts that we make, both at the adult education level or you know the traditional we call traditional undergraduate student. Um, I can't tell you the number of students that probably have come to Vanguard just through the connections out in the business community that I might have with a parent or an uncle or an aunt or whatever uh, that became aware of the university and you know their son or daughter or, or nephew or niece decided to come to Vanguard. So there's that part of it as well. And then just as I said, the opportunities for for our students to be involved with the business community as interns and then potentially uh, employees of companies that are out there. So yes, the, the fundraising is a piece of it, but it's really the whole idea of the fundraising and making the connections, building the relationship with um, people and organizations that are out there. Yeah, but what I was trying to, what I was getting at too was um, as a candidate, you're always thinking, oh, this person doesn't want to talk to me. Uh, this person doesn't, you know, why do I want to call this person? But I'm thinking if, talk about having a tough time building a relationship, they know. When Dave Elliott's calling to just build this relationship, he's in business development. He's in fundraising. Sure. Are they going to hit me up? How do I, you know? So what I'm trying to suggest here is that it's probably more difficult to develop a relationship or start a relationship. Let's take it at the beginning, that cold call, that uh, referral, when that person on the other note, oh, here's a guy from a university going to want to hit me up for uh, – uh, a donation, going to want to hit me up for something in my company. Somehow, they're right or wrong. They've got that frame of mind. And so, no, I think that the, yeah, that no, week, I think there that is true. In fact, matter, Brad, I probably need to hit you up. Yeah, exactly. You've already done that for the last ten years. Uh, so you're going to hit me up right on the phone. It really embarrassed me in front of everybody. There you go. I, I was embarrassed. How much can we count on you, Brad? Right now, here we go. <laughs> 
So, so if you think it's tough from a candidate's perspective, just trying to meet somebody, try and develop a relationship with someone when you're trying to ask them for money. So sure. Dave's I got mean, a tougher you, you, job. Yeah, you've got a tougher job than a candidate when he's just trying to build a relationship. And that's why I think it's so important. If you can do it, a candidate. Well, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Sure. So talk me through something, Dave. So let's let's take it step one. I mean, what is the foundation for developing that relationship? I'm a candidate. I'm out there. Brad Rummelard says, you know, you ought to call John Jones over here. I think, you know, John would be a great person for you to meet. The candidates now got to pick up the phone and say, hey, John, you know, got your name from Brad Rummelard, blah, blah, blah. How does that person now – and even if John Jones says, sure, Brad, you know, sure, so and so, I'll meet with you. Glad to have a cup of coffee to talk with you. One of the issues I always get is, how do you keep that relationship going? Guy has coffee. What do you do? How do you how do you even know you got a connection? What do you do to move this person down the path where you're not going to hit him for money on the first call? Just like the candidate may not hit him up for a job lead on the first call, but a relationship is about time. So how do you move that path person down this path? And how can a candidate? If you can, move that into the candidate perspective. How can they move that down the path? Well, there are, there are a lot of different uh, some principles, and if I can take a couple minutes to probably to, to maybe rattle off some, some thoughts here, would that be okay? Sure. Uh, or, yeah. Okay. You know, there's, this starts with, I think, uh, some personal, uh, personal philosophy and a personal, you know, right frame of mind as we, we um, talk about in our workshops that uh, it, it is not just about going out and, and making the connection. It, certainly it starts there. And, I, and I'd like to, you know, share with you a little bit about the, we call the seven C's that start with connection. That's the very first, that's the, at the very bottom of what we call the, the, uh, the, the pyramid of the, the seven C's that, that, you know, drive you to, uh, uh, you know, relationship success or whatever. Um, but a, a key thing for me personally, two things. One is I firmly believe that the greatest resource we have for any of our significance or success is the people we surround ourselves with. So that is a mindset, is that the people that I want to connect and I'm going to connect with, they are people I want to be around and hopefully they want to be around me because they will make or break how successful I can be. And I think even from a candidate's perspective, you have to have that kind of a, a mindset because otherwise you're going to be wasting time. And I think as you pointed out at the beginning of your show, it's about intentionality, about making certain things count. And just to go out and say, well, I've been in 16,000 networking groups uh, and have been to Starbucks uh, four times every day this week um, may not be the best use, okay? The second thing that for me is always important is that when I have a meeting for the first time, what is the worst case scenario that comes out of that meeting? And for me, it's pretty simple. And this may be very, very simple for, for some people to grasp. But the worst case scenario for me is I walk away from there knowing a little bit more about that person, and they walk away knowing a little bit more about me. That begins to establish the relationship, but it doesn't, you know, it begins there. So those two are key principles for me, you know, from my own mindset. Now, what I look at and, we, and what um, Greg Arbois and I with Client Advocate Network, what we put together is we have a, a program, and we, we honestly believe in this, and that is establishing and creating a relationship network. And the bottom piece, the, the foundational piece on the relationship network falls into two things. The first thing you just mentioned, and that is connection. No connection, no possibility for building a relationship. So you find those places and those people that can help you make connection. The next piece is chemistry. We talk about chemistry that if there is no chemistry, it stops there. If there's not where you can see some things that you have in common, uh, some goals or even things that you like to do or whatever, if you don't have uh, some chemistry, there is not going to be any kind of connection going beyond that. Then we work hey, our David. way up. We call the relationship David. pyramid. David. Go ahead. David. Hey, David, we got a caller on the line who may want to ask something about these C's, so I want to make sure we get the caller in in case he okay. got a question. About and, if, and if he does, that's fine, too. We'll, we'll take the call as we go through it. Keep your thought. You're on the, the second C of communications. Uh, we got a caller from area code 636. Uh, what's your name and uh, what's your question? 
Go ahead, caller. Caller? Okay, well, Dave, maybe he's not there. I, saw, I, see, I see a 636-980-8929. Go ahead. Dave, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So uh, what, what I was getting at is that, first of all, we start with connection. There has to be some way, whether it's an introduction, and I know in with your organization, with AASC, it's all about here's an opportunity to connect. But it doesn't, it starts there, it certainly cannot end there. And as we move through the process of we call the seven C's, we talk about chemistry. If there's no chemistry, it doesn't go any. So connection and chemistry are the foundational pieces of establishing a relationship network, which for a candidate becomes very important because if you don't have a network of people, if you're having to start from the beginning, it's very tough. Now I have to go out and find where I can make connection. Then I have to spend the time to start building chemistry or find out if there is any chemistry because the next pieces are communication, compatibility, confidence in who we are, consistently staying in touch, which is huge. I mean, you alluded to this early in the program, is that, okay, I have a coffee, I meet with somebody, where do I go from there? Well, consistently staying in touch is how another principle that builds that relationship. Ultimately, what we're trying to get to, and this is where I think for candidates is hugely important, is that you have relationships with people that you have collaboration, and advocacy for one another. That's where, when I have that kind of a relationship with someone, if they're in need of something, I'm an advocate for them, and I'm going to be, they're going to be the first person I'm going to be thinking about. So, so when how I do you have develop that kind that, of a, though? well, what well, I'm saying is that, that that develops over time, and it develops starting with the connection, moving the chemistry, staying in touch, and being in front. You have to invest. You have to invest time and resources into relationships. I've okay, been able so let to me ask do you, that. Let me ask you a question I get all the time, Dave. So, and maybe you get this. Okay, so you meet with this guy, this person, this doesn't have to be a guy, um, and uh, you've got chemistry. You feel mm -hmm. well about that. You had a good conversation. Um, one of the questions I get all the time is, how do I work with this person? How do I contact them going forward without bugging them? What's my next call? Okay, I've said I've done the what's the follow up? How do you how, how do you recommend following up and uh, to develop this relationship with them? I mean, just call them every now and then. So let's get together for coffee again, um, especially in today's world where there's a lot of candidates out there. Maybe they're getting two or three to call. Well, how do you follow up with people to develop that next level? Well, I, I don't think there's any real magic to it. I think it is once you establish that there is a potential for this relationship to grow, uh, that there is chemistry, now it's a matter of, again, spending the time and even resources to be in front of that person. I think you'll find out if they don't want you bugging them, they're going to, you know, you're going to find this out, I mean, pretty pretty, uh, pretty quick. Uh, I think it's it's a matter of, Again, spending that time so that you build a depth of the relationship. They understand who you are. You understand where they are. We talk about the, the giving hand is, is always full. It's not all about what I get. It's what I can give to the relationship, and that's very important, and I think people understand that. So the staying in touch is very crucial. Okay? Now, what I mean by staying in touch is that is it another coffee? Is it, hey, let's, uh, let's go play golf? I mean, there are tons of tools that you use out there that you find that you have in common with people. And to me, that's what you build a relationship on are the things that you have in common. I call it the commonality factor. So I, I may spend, I know, you know, when you say, well, if I'm going to go out and play golf with two or three people, that's a lot of time, that's money, and things. that's true. But you are investing in that relationship. You are investing in building the depth of that relationship. And so, the, but there are other things too. I mean, you know, people like to, you know, are in different stages of their life. They may have things in common, whether it's kids, grandkids. It's um, the entertainment factor comes into, into play where you spend time with people and you get to know them and they get to know you because bottom line is if you can't develop rapport and trust, you're not going to get anything out of this and they're not going to get okay. anything out of it. And I, those are the kinds of things when I say staying in touch that you do. You find those things in common, and you work at it. You and I play golf, right? So we find that that's something we have in common. I'm very good at it, and you're not very good at it. Kidding, of course. Sure. You're very good at it. But 
that's something we have in common, and we spend some time out on the golf course. We understand and build a relationship with each other through that. That's just a tool. Yeah, it's a fun tool, but that is a tool. And so I think that you know, the staying in touch and finding the things you have in common and you build that relationship because the bottom line is I have to build depth in the relationship because that's where the trust and rapport comes in. That's where I can build, be an advocate for that person and they for me, and that's crucial. Let me, uh, let me do this. we got a caller. Go ahead, caller from 714 area code. Yes, good morning. Hi, Dave and Brad. This is Trudy Neiman. And Dave, would you mind commenting on the one degree of separation uh, we're in the network relationships. Sure. Trudy, what you, how you doing? What? I'm doing great, David. Thank you. Great. Okay. Uh, Brad, yeah, that's something that, uh, that, uh, that we've talked about before. You know, we hear the term six degrees of separation. And uh, I firmly believe it's more like one degree of separation, maybe two degrees. Um, the, the principle is this. Um, if I really sit down and I look at the people that I know, that I have, when I say no, uh, I always use, if I pick up the phone and call them, they'll take my call. This could be a relative. It could be uh, people that I know that I work with or have worked with. It could be clients, customers, whatever. And the idea is that through them, I'm one degree separated from their network of people. Okay? So the idea is that if I have 150, 200, and you mentioned at the beginning of your program, 100 to 150 key relationships, the idea is that if I have 100 to 150 of those key relationships, I'm going to be able to leverage that one degree separated from all of their relationships. If those relationships I have are the kind of relationship that you know it's uh, it's based on rapport and trust, things those kinds of that, that kind of nature. So I have so access. These are the if people I have that 200, these are the people that you can refer people to that you're willing to open up your Rolodex and say, hey, that I but, have but, relationships. So I. That's true, but that's also the people that are that are really my advocates. These are people that know me. These are right. people that that I would feel that I would have a trust in, that they would refer me to their people. So the point is, if I have 250, and this is and Trudy brought this up because this is a, a principle in in our in our workshop as well, is that. 250 contacts that I have, when I say contacts, these are connections, contacts, but I have a relationship with these people. They have access to, say, 250 people. Now I'm one degree separated from 62,500 people. Simple math. Okay? So that's where the importance of building this relationship network is crucial because if I have these kind of relationships with these people, I'm one degree separated from a lot more people than just that front line. And I think See, I as, agree. as I you're think... looking for... Go ahead. I, I just I agree. I I think that's the the, the whole key. I, I tell people when I work with them that uh, uh, too often networking uh, and and truly this may I don't know if this is you or not, but you know too often I I talk to candidates and it's it's all about he who dies with the biggest stack of business cards wins the game, and uh, I don't believe that. I I tell people I think a uh, hundred. Great contacts, relationship contact, are worth twelve hundred business cards that are just sitting on somebody's desk. Because you brought you up a good absolutely point. Right. Just by doing the math, that opens up what? What'd you say? Six hundred or seven hundred different connections? Well, sixty-two thousand. But you know, that's just in a numbers game that you're looking at. But right. again, what's the key? The key is that I have a strong relationship with these people. Now. They could be my A people, B people, C, however you want to. You know, we talk about segmenting and categorizing your relationships based on the depth of the relationship. You know, and uh, but the point is, what, what Trudy was asking is this one degree separate. I run into people all the time that uh, they'll say, you, "Do you know this person?" I go, "Yes, I do." Well, I just met that person. It's just like, whoa, small world. You know, and they talk about really five degrees of separation. You know, everybody in the world, you have a connection. You know that, and that's the premise with this for LinkedIn. You know, the social networking is one link to another to another. You know, that kind of thing. But that's, uh, I think that that's very um, makes a lot of sense. And when you start looking at just the pure numbers, that if I have a strong relationship with 100, 150, 200 people, or whatever, they are my advocates. They are the people that I'm pouring myself into, and I, hopefully they're pouring themselves into me so that whether it's personally or professionally, we have the kind of relationship and trust and rapport that when it comes to business or when it comes to a candidate looking for something, they're going to be my advocate for that. 
and they're going to get me in front of their people because they know me, they trust me, they have a relationship. It's just not something where I had a cup, I had a cup of coffee at Starbucks, and here's my resume. So what? I don't know sure. you. I don't know how effective you can be. I don't know if you're truthful or honest. You know that comes over time, and I think for those candidates, and I would say this, and Brad, I know you say this all the time. For those candidates that have not been strong in building their relationship network, now's the time to get it done. And and when you land, you keep doing it because there will come a time where you'll still need to have those connections with those people, whether it's looking for another position or you need them in your present job or in issues that you're dealing with, with personally and things. You can't Trudy, you have enough line? relationships. Trudy, are you still there? I am, and David, I do want to thank you, and I'm actually working on my homework of, of listing my 250 people to work on. Beautiful. Trudy, yes. good job. She was at the workshop you, uh, last week, and she's, she's sticking to that assignment. <laughs> I am, and Bradley, you. thank you very much, and you guys have a wonderful morning. I will continue listening. Well, Great. Keep on thank and, you, Trudy. Uh, good luck with your network. Build those relationships. That's the key, and it sounds like you're doing that. Hey, Dave, let me ask you another question. I got an email here from someone that just came in, came in from uh, um, Rick. Uh, look like Stromphorst. Uh, it's a little bit long, but let me read it to you. But it's because I think it's pretty typical of what goes on, uh, and that's why I want to pick this one. It says, "Currently, I attend all networking type events I can find." Does that sound familiar, Dave? Boy, yeah. that's yep. That's what they do, man. Everything I can find. I, I go to three, four a day, five, six a day, every chance I get, and I'm yeah. But uh, so that and that's what I hear every time I talk to someone. But here it goes. For example. I went to a three-day web conference last week, spoke with lots of people during the breaks. There's that. Just spoke with them, gave them a business card. I never opened up with I'm looking for work, but rather topics like how's the show for you, what brings you to the conference, um, you know, what are you doing. I keep the conversation focused on them, genuinely interested in what they do. When I'm asked what I do, I simply reply, no fixed address at this moment but would never ask or hint about employment in their firm. And the conversation would continue. A number of people I connect with said they may have a lead for me or ask me to send them a CV. Is this a good approach? And when we're done with this call, Dave, I've got a call, another call on the line from the 949 area code. We'll, we'll be right with you, 949, but we're going to let Dave answer this question about you know, how this conversation is going uh, with this person. Well, you know, I, I think that there are always what we call magic questions or key questions that when you're in a conversation with someone, and, and I think that, you know, if, you, if you're strictly out there, and, and I think his approach is not bad because I think he's trying to make connection and find out more about, if I, if I hear that email right, where he's out there trying to make connection, yet he's not promoting himself as, boy, I really need something right now. I think he's trying to understand a little bit more about the people that he's connecting with, which I think is very important. And, you know, asking some key questions about who they are, what they do, what if their interests are, those kinds of things. Uh, because it takes it away from, well, it's just all about me. And really, it's about you. Because it does come back to me. It is, well, again, that, it I is about how I make make that relationship work because it is about reaching out to them and not all about me. Um, we don't want to be I in the trap. Of, I don't think we want to be in the trap ahead. Uh, a mutual friend, Brad, which I won't say, who talked to me about, you know, the first meeting protocol where she was in a meeting with someone one-on-one -on -one, and for 45 minutes, all it was was about the other person. And at the very end, well, the conversation you, I, was, I, I hear that happen you know, all the time, Dave. Because I think what's been out there so much in the, in the networking community, all you ever hear now is, well, find out about them first. Talk to them first. Try and help them first. I, I'm not saying that's not important, but I, I think there has to be a balance in these relationships that candidates don't get, which is, a, what, is what a relationship is. Is this balance in this relationship is me helping you, but you also have help listening to me. Right. And, well, and I, I think I agree with you on that, but only, that's only going to happen uh, you know, uh, as, as you're Again, I just repeat myself. As you build this rapport uh, with one another, uh, certainly people will want to know, you know, about you. Um, but I think it starts out with the, you know the hand kind of being out there. Well, what is it that 
you do or, you know, what are some things that you're dealing with or what are some issues or, you know, those kinds of questions that begin to establish a little bit of relationship. And I think it does come back to you. If it doesn't, then maybe, then if it doesn't, then maybe that's a sign that this is going to be a one-way street and uh, you can't afford to have a one-way street. And I'm going to go to that caller here in just a second. Okay, go ahead. let me this comment. I think this what this person is doing is he runs around to the, this web conference and just passes out emails. He's just making that contact. He's passing it out. What I suggest he has to do if he's listening to the call, I suggest what he has to do is now follow up with them and develop that next level of relationship with them. Oh, yeah, he's I agree. I mean, the follow-up yeah. is crucial. I mean, you have a connection, yeah. so what? Yeah. You, you yeah, have so, to take the initiative to, to build that relationship. And Absolutely. you know, finding and, out finding out if there's if there's compatibility, if there's chemistry, those kinds of things. Yeah, definitely. This is the, yeah, this is just the first step, but it's only a worthless step if he doesn't do that follow up next. Let me go to the caller. I agree. Uh, nine for nine for nine area code. Jump in. What's your name? This is Jillian. Oh, hi, and, Jillian. Um, Welcome. Hi, hi, hi Jillian. Hello. Um, so, David and or Brad, I have this question for you. I know both of you are very good at networking. You do a ton of it. Is there, do you notice any theme or any, any times that you are connecting to people and are you always connecting them on jobs? Or are you always, or you need, I'm trying, I guess what I'm trying to get at, is there a constant um, theme that you're connecting people together through? Well, for me, I'll jump in there. For me, uh, it's not always uh, driven by uh, business or opportunity. Um, to me, and I always talk in terms of personal and professional, there are people that I want to connect with just because I think there's chemistry there and they would be fun people and it may be something that's indirect down the road or could be direct, but it's um, it's a person that I, I you know, I definitely want to uh, you know have a, a relationship with and so it's uh, it's not all about um, you know my whole thing is you know my life and I've shared this with uh, my groups uh, recently my life mission is serving God by building relationships and connecting people period you know and so it has to fall in those two buckets and sometimes it's strictly you know could be business related but other times it's just personally you know hey I like this person. I want to get to know him, and you know, maybe there's some things down the road. Who knows? And I think that's a great point. I mean, when I meet with people, uh, I try and uh, I always try and help them. I always because I'm a recruiter, so I know they're meeting with me because they want a job most of the time. Um, and so, one of my goals is to try and give them direction, some guidance, help them out of what they're doing. I always tell people, you can call me anytime. Be get back to me, and which I find interesting because I, I and I think most people say that. Um, you know, I mean it, but the, it's the interesting thing is very few people follow up on that. So here we're talking about developing a relationship. <laughs> I throw the door open to them, and I never hear from them again. And so I wonder, like this candidate that uh, uh, Rick that wrote this comment, I wonder how many times he really does take pe- follow up on that. Many times people will tell you that. Hey, anytime I can help you, give me a call back, or is there a way to follow up with them? And you, we can ask that question. I think a lot but of I think that's all you can do, Brad. I think you know it's the old saying. You know, you can you can tell people, you can show them, you can lead them to the trough, but you can't make them drink. I mean, that sure. sounds very cliche, but that's true. And and I think all you can do at the end of the day is to thine own self be true. I've done what I feel I can do, and I'm reaching out. Uh, if they don't except the holly branch or whatever, they don't, you know. And, again, that goes back to even, well, maybe it was just one-sided. You know, I really wanted to help them, but they didn't see the value of me trying to help them or whatever. So I think you just uh, have to move on from that. I think you, you know, try to do, to, to a certain extent, you try to reach out, uh, you know, several times but you know, or try to help them, but if they don't respond, then, you know, it's thanks but no thanks, move on. And I think that uh, uh, you brought up a good point, and that is you have a reason for, you know, you have a purpose for what bucket they fall into, what your mission is, which to me goes back to networking with a purpose. When you meet people, um, don't just meet people for the sake of meeting people. Meet people where you see that there may be an opportunity to develop a relationship. 
the follow-up is critical. Dave, let me ask you, because we only got about 10 minutes left here. How do you follow up? I mean, do you, you meet this person for the first time. You've, you've got this chemistry. You've got some good uh, um, uh, communications going. Do you have a formula for following up? Do you have a time frame? Do you have a methodology you use to move them that might help candidates as, as they look at, okay, I met a person today. Here's a methodology I can use to uh, at least communicate down the road with them? Well, on the follow-up side, I, I, I have uh, relationships that I have pretty much in, in, that are in, in, quote, my network. I've got them segmented into various groups, A, B, C group, that kind of thing. And, and people, I know they say, well, Dave, you know everybody. I don't know everybody. I mean, I have maybe 650 um, people in my, in my network. I mean, there are other people that I probably know or know of outside of that, but, and even not that whole group is segmented, but uh, the, the importance of staying in touch, we talk in terms of your A, B's and C group and your A group, which usually comprises anywhere from 10 to 20% of say your network or people that you have a connection with. And let's use the 250 as the base. I mean, Trudy mentioned earlier her assignment uh, from our last workshop was to create a list of 250 people that you know, I mean, that you know, at a certain level and then to segment that out and take the 20% up to 20% of that 250 people becomes your A list. And your A people are people that to me require face-to-face -face time every month um, in some fashion, you know, and uh, uh, getting together. Now, in my role, that's probably easier because that's what I do. For some people, that's going to be hard to do. But it is constant contact with your A people. I always say face to face, but certainly, you know, phone call, um, you know, several emails so that you're staying in touch. And it's very similar for That's your, your A -list? group. You're, That's your A list. So you're staying, you're staying in touch with right. your A list once with your mom. All the time. Some, yeah, because those are those are the people that you really you have a trust and rapport, and they're your, they're your be I say they're your best buds. Okay, they okay. they know you, and they're going to be the ones on the front line. They're going to refer. Uh, people to you, and you're going to refer people to them, and and opportunities and things like that. The, the B list is very close to the A list. You're trying to move people from your B to A. You know, you have people to drop out because you have people that'll move. You have people that are, you know, just uh, they're, they're, you know, you, you just it, it's just not there anymore. So, but I have people on my A list that have probably been on my A list for ten years or more. So how do you move and, your B list to an A list? What, what's your process? When I, when, when I think that, they're, that they, they need to have more connection and contact, there's more opportunity. I just moved somebody last week from my C list to my A list just because I'm spending more time with that person. But what did you do to get that time? What did you do to get that FaceTime? I mean, to help. Uh, well, I've just been spending more right time. Now, I've been inviting. Sure. Well, I think, it, you know, and I'm taking initiative on this because uh, I have found this person to be uh, intriguing. I like him, I like the values. Uh, because we have like-mindedness there, and so I have consciously said, okay, I'm going to spend more time with this person um, because I think there's opportunity there, but I think there's things there that I can help this person with. I like this person, and so I've been inviting them to more activities and more things that we're, we're doing so that I have more face time with uh, that person, and that's just going to build the relationship, you know. So, so that's not, now usually that's not the case. Usually I don't move a you know a C to an A, but that's kind of the process, you know. And I just so moved another person from the B. I'm sorry. So what would you tell a candidate? Okay, I met this person. They, you know, how, what would you say? I met this person today. I got in touch with. Uh, I met uh, the CEO of a company today, or I met a investment banker today. Um, they're a C right now. I'd like to move them to a B and a C. What would be their next step? Would it be to invite them to another coffee next month, invite them to an event, um, invite them to an ASE meeting, invite them All to – okay. All the above. All the above. Send them emails? Because, because here's the thing. I mean there may be two or three things that you're thinking of, but strategically you know, maybe there's, you're only going to get them to one thing. And sure. I think you obviously have to be conscious of their time and stuff. And But I think that you do invite them. I think you want to spend time with them. If you your efforts fall short in that they don't respond to any or one or, or, or those things, well, maybe the relationship is too one-sided. That's what you well, have I to tell be careful people, with. I tell my cats one of the things that you can do is, you know, with the Internet today, 
one of the things you can find anywhere, blogs, articles, uh, other sources of information that you could just email the person and say, hey, I, you know, I met, we met a month ago, we met three weeks ago, uh, we talked about A, B, C, D, whether it be Notre Dame football game, we talked about uh, the state of the economy, we talked about golf, we talked about whatever it may be, and I found this interesting, and you just email that to them. That's fine. And That's it, another it, way of yeah. staying in touch, so, but I would say touch. this. I would stay, say this, though. There is still no substitute for whenever I can, have personal contact. That's why I'm saying in Absolutely. building a relationship network, it is a lifelong process. It takes time, and you will find that you have to invest more in some than others. And um, but you want to, you know, it is that FaceTime. I, I had a ex- quick example last week: a new contact, uh, major company doing, you know, do some more work here in in Orange County, had a face-to-face through another person, and just began to establish a little relationship, understood that where they are, they would love to sit down and talk with our school of business here at the university. So what am I doing now? I'm setting up that next, that next encounter, that next meeting, which potentially helps this company, certainly helps us. Well, that person's not even on a, on a C list at this point because it's just initial connection. But I felt that the meeting had some good rapport, you know, that it was established, found that there's some uh, like-minded values, which is very important. And then there was an opportunity that they're looking for that we can, can kind of help provide as well. So my next stage is make that connection, and then we'll take it from there. So inviting that person, you know, on campus to meet some people here that they want to meet, it's already done. We did that via email, okay? But it started with the fact that we had a face-to-face meeting to start with. Absolutely. Now I there's think... an email. Now there's going to be another face-to-face. Who knows what's going to happen after that? And that's what I'm saying. A candidate can send an email to a, to a person they met three weeks ago. They could say, I saw this article, thought you'd be of interest. Hey, let's get together for coffee. I think oh, yeah. that I, you know, I think anything that you can – Anything that you can do to enhance the potential of that relationship, again, what, that, what's that, what you're saying is that that person is reaching out to that other person where they're, they're trying to find some things in, 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 in common, but also, hey, here's something that you might need uh, or help be helpful to you based on the conversation that we had. I think I that's great. That, because, and I can tell you that no <laughs> other candidate is going to do That's going to separate you from all the other people that network. Because yeah. you have demonstrated your, that you listened to them. It was an interest there. The person will generally email you back and say, thanks, appreciate it. You've got another chance to, go, to, to, to engage them on a personal note. Um, there are so many ways out there that, that don't involve spending a lot of money to uh, re-engage this person and re-meet with this person uh, right. on a regular basis. We only got well, about a minute it, left, Dave. Uh, any, well, I was just going to other- say, you know, Pat, I was going to just say, you know, Patrick Henry, who we both know, talks about be a connector and a resource and not a vendor. And I think that is a really crucial attitude for people to have. You know, when you can help others by connecting them to other things that they may or may not, I mean, that they may need or have need access to, your stock and your value goes way up, way up. Absolutely. So anyway, be a connector, be a resource. And I think it goes back to making sure you got don't have a one-sided relationship either because you right. can meet people and give them but at some point in time and i think one of the things can have to recognize is that not every person you meet is going to develop a relationship with oh exactly I mean, no you know, exactly but but if you're not out there being involved if you're sitting on your hands feeling sorry for yourself then nothing happens that's right but i think and i think one of the things candidates have to recognize is to you know, identify those 100, 200 people that they really want to make, build this relationship with and, and not try and, and stop going to all these networking meetings and just... I agree. This, you know, but, you know, you have to find some of those people, too. But I agree. I, you know, it is, it is that small army, you know, it's an army of 300 That's right. that, you know, <laughs> takes no prisoners and, not, and has a great yeah. impact. It's not... Uh, I think once you find... What I tell my candidates is... Don't you know? Go out the first month out. Go go visit your fifteen twenty um, networking groups. But then find those three or four that 
you feel you can bring value and they'll bring value to you and yep. then go deep in those organizations. Know the people, meet the members, be on a committee, serve on the board, go deep to where people really get to know you. And those people will now be your 100, 150, 200 people. And there may only be 20, 30 in a, in a, in a group. But if you're in three of them, you got 90 people after you. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. It, we're on the same page, Brad. That's amazing. It, it is. It's the first time that uh, since we've known each other. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I thought it was a safe call. Well, Dave, yeah, hey, I want to thank you. Let me say thanks. I appreciate you uh, taking this time today to uh, – Oh, I love it. Appreciate it. Appreciate the callers calling in too and uh, email and get some questions. Hopefully we can be some help to some people. Great, Dave. I appreciate your time. I look forward to uh, getting back to you. If I get any follow-up, I'll send them back to you, and uh, hopefully I'll see you on the golf course shortly. You will, we will shortly, my friend. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. So I just, thank you. So I just want to say again Bye. to callers, you know, thanks for your time today. We're, we're pretty much out of time, but, uh, you know, that, that follow-up, that relationship, getting those hundred or so people to focus on you and become what Dave said your advocate is key. And you do that a number of ways. Meet them, follow up with them, provide them with data that they know, help them to help you target with a purpose. Don't try and meet everybody on the planet. You can't do it. Try and get a manageable number of those A referrals because those are the people that are your advocate and those are the people that are out there. Um, so with that, I want to thank you for being here today. Again, we'll be back next Monday from 11 to noon, every single Monday, go to our website, impacthiringsolutions.com. Uh, you can download actually a free copy of, uh, a chapter in our book on how to win a phone interview. We provide a lot of data for you. Join our discussion group, our LinkedIn discussion group, impact hiring solutions, job networking group. Uh, we do a lot of discussion. There's a great way to build relationships there. So uh, there's a lot of opportunity for you out there. You can find more about it on our website, impacthiringsolutions.com. Uh, I thanks for being here, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting to you next week at the same time, Mondays, 11 to noon, on LA Talk Radio. Thanks for your time today. listening to You're Not the Person I Hired with Brad Remillard, only on LA Talk Radio.